0: A playlist original.
1: Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. And... I don't know about you wherever you are in the world but I've been enjoying the sun so so much I just cannot get enough of it Ob's in my SPF with my with my wide brim hat and sunglasses and all of that and, and the shade but like I've been loving this entry into summer I've also been loving my VPR rewatch And I've started to make friendship bracelets for the Taylor Swift concert that I'm going to in July. And it has been really fun and life-giving. It's so fun having like a creative little project. I also want to give a shout out to my friends. I've had the most (laughs) amazing spring with them. I went, everyone knows, but I went to New York with the podcast Collective then I went to Mexico with my online survivor crew and then I did my Banff trip with my Aussie friends and now I've been reconnecting with my Victoria friends and it feels so good. It's definitely I feel like the the year of friends for me which is just really 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 nice. Okay what's happening on the Patreon? I am... Talking with Troy McKeady this week about the Britney Spears and Kevin Federline relationship. Last week I did a reality TV news roundup, Solo Dolo, where I talked all about the Summer House finale, the VPR reunion part one, <laughs> Selling Sunset season six, and then the Kardashian season three episode one. And it was super, super fun. I talked for over an hour which is a long time for me. I know maybe not a long time for people like Ryan Bailey, but (laughs) I chatted about all of those and I'm excited to talk to Troy this week. And if you want to hear those episodes, you can join Patreon at patreon.com slash RTBP podcast. There is a $5 tier where you get access to all the episodes and our discord channel and a shout out on this podcast and then a $10 tier where we meet monthly, which has been proven difficult as a group of, I feel like, very busy um, girly pops, but I don't know, we're trying our hardest out here, but you get some mail from me and a monthly meetup. This week, I want to shout out Sakina. Honestly, truly the light of my life. I love exchanging voice memos with you, One time we were talking about coffee crisps it must have come up on the podcast and i just mailed her some coffee crisps (laughs) like and i don't know i just feel like i have such a good time chatting with you uh you're so insightful and smart and witty and i just love hearing what you have to say about uh, all of this all this crazy stuff that we cover on the show and next is andrea i really appreciate you Supporting the show via Patreon for many, many months now, it means the world to me. And I know I say this every episode, but it really uh, makes this podcasting journey so much better when I get to connect with patrons and and have some financial support for the work that I put into this show. I really, really appreciate it. So Andrea, Sakina, mwah, I'm thinking about you both today. Okay, friends, it's time to get to today's episode with Lauren Skay. So much fun at the Zen Blonde. You probably know her as and we had so much fun chatting before, during and after this episode. So let's get right to it. Here's my conversation with Lauren. I'm back with a very special guest, Lauren Skay,
0: aka at the Zen Blonde is here. Lauren, how are you? Hello, Tori. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. It's so good to see your beautiful face here. Mm. And you know, the last time we saw each other, we were in New York. So it's just a happy reunion for me.
1: I know. It's so nice. So we met, I put this in the L.I., but we really met on the most feral night of my life. (laughs) Like I I was telling Lauren before, it's like I was a different person that night than I normally am, but it was
0: so much fun. It just brought out of all of us, you were the queen of shots. We did so many shots yeah. together, and why wouldn't we? Yeah. Some guy literally paid for everything. I'm yes. on at the table. <laughs> Uh, we were witnessing things that I are, are unspeakable. At one point, uh, I was holding a cucumber while Dominatrix um, everyone had to do a blowjob on it. <laughs> I literally didn't even remember. Oh that. yeah, that yes, was. Crazy. I mean, they loved you. They kept on going back to you and trying to like please their know. show. Like know, for whatever reason, they they were they were on you. Um, oh know. my gosh, what a crazy night and what a crazy way for us to meet. I mean, I know story to people. I'm like I feel like it doesn't even sound real.
1: No, it doesn't sound real. And I I go over the whole night on my Patreon. Oh <laughs> my gosh, yeah. It, 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 that <laughs>
0: needs to be behind a paywall <laughs> because it was terrible. Literally. But what I will say Literally. is the craziest thing too is, I don't know if you noticed this, after the Met Gala after party was at the box where we went and Kylie got rejected. But guess who got it? Yes. Us, like VIP-limes. I'm like, this shit hasn't <laughs> happened since I was 21. Some guy's paying for all the drinks and we're at the best table in the house. Like literally Gabby's getting in without a night like
1: just like yeah it was fucking wild it was a good night I was queen of shots because up until the the moment we stepped in the door I basically was sober and I was like if I'm gonna like manage here I need to down like six tequila shots no
0: I feel you you could not you needed to be drunk to be in that I I needed to be drunk to be in that setting I had to watch myself because I was like This is so interesting that I know I'm going to stay until it closes, which in New York can be (laughs) five (laughs) in the morning. So I was like, I'm going to take half shots, or else I'm literally I'm going to be on stage. So I just need. And I was. (laughs) You you were. You (laughs) killed it. You 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 rocked it that night, though. We had such a good time, and now we're we're like it was almost like I feel like um, we all became like blood sisters that night. (laughs) Yeah, But our hands and like became like um, family, you know.
1: (laughs) We're forever bonded
0: by the box. (laughs)
1: literally i'm still like i still have a cough from the box i swear to god like i got a cold and it has lingered it has now been a month and three days i think i'm
0: surprised i didn't come back with like something from that place i mean as much as i <laughs> loved it i was like you know ooh, like man at one point um one of the things one of the parts of the show involved fake blood and yes, it was yeah, like, we were in the freaking splash zone because we were, we were. Seat. and, you know, you think, okay, people pay a lot of money to be in here. They're probably wearing nice clothes. They're not going to splatter you. No, there were champagne they showers. Do. Me and my cousin got blood on our, the fake blood on our outfits. And thank God my, my cousin was wearing a white shirt. I was wearing this like new silk skirt that I'd just gotten. And thank God the dry cleaner saved us. The box didn't take clothing oh, forever but had it I still would have been okay because it was just such a good night it
1: was so good yeah I sent my friend voice notes about that and I said about the fake blood then I moved on to something else because there was a million other things to say and he was like you skipped over the the blood part like really quick like can we just circle back to that so and I
0: actually hated that part because I am like very squeamish around blood and then yeah at me, I was like okay guys let's Let's take it back a little bit. Let's yeah, back to the sexy stuff. <laughs> the blood is not sexy. Yes,
1: literally, I was in the same boat. <laughs> uh, so we met through mutual friends, Emily Rose from "It's Become a Whole Thing," um, and you two met through TikTok. How did you start like TikTok commentating?
0: So I love Emily first of all. Shout out to "It's Become a Whole Thing." She is just like my favorite. All the Canadians are my favorite though. Um, I really, my Canadian brethren. Um, so in terms of TikTok, I started off during the pandemic. I was super isolated. I have a job with the company overseas. So none of my colleagues, oh. even, Like I was always remote. Um, right. and it wasn't necessarily meant to be that way. I was supposed to go live in Japan for a while. I was supposed to go do a big marketing push for the Tokyo Olympics and live out there for three months. And so it was going to be more connected and um, you know, I have one colleague stateside that moved to Hawaii. So I was more isolated than ever. And I am someone who like when I get a respiratory issue, that is like my kryptonite. Like I just it's not good for me because I have asthma. So I was terrified of getting COVID. And so I became super, super isolated. And I just it'd be like you're only as good as your your friend's behavior. So it was like. I, I if somebody went out to a party with a bunch of people I was like I can't see you even for a walk. So anyway, yeah. was super isolated, definitely going through like the blues of the pandemic just like everyone else and thankfully, you know, my losses were much smaller than a lot of other people's during that time. Um, but I was at home just like pop culture and all the things that I've always liked became a way for me to dissociate and just a diversion from the reality of life because it was depressing. And, yes. you know, I was always someone, you know, I was very outgoing. I, I'm friends with all my former coworkers. When I'm go to an office in the morning, I'd always be the person being like, did you hear about this or that you know, mm-hmm. what is things going on in the news or this thing going on? And I always love those conversations in the morning. And so I started just doing that into my phone. Um, and, you know, I ended up kind of putting on my investigator hat and, you know, found a book that, um. Army Hammer's aunt had written called Surviving My Birthright and I read it and I turned it into a 13-part viral TikTok series um, that was then turned into a documentary called House of Hammer which I was featured in on Discovery Plus. So I had a few moments like that like even uh, at one point somebody reached out to me that my family knew because their house had been destroyed you know by the Property Brothers when they got their Oh my God. I hate that. (laughs) Their house, I mean, it's just not, it's very shoddy work. So I have a whole series on that. And so I I had those moments and then people reaching out and telling me things and then it just kind of became um, a self-sustaining machine. So really, yeah, it was just by virtue of the pandemic and scrolling like we all were.
1: That's wild. So you had an interest in pop culture, but you really doubled down during the pandemic. Absolutely. I think if yeah. I had
0: to go into an office and face colleagues, I would have been embarrassed about putting out TikToks that they could potentially see. And it's especially when you're starting out with something and it's not going viral, you don't know if people value your opinion or think that what you're saying sounds good or if they're just going to make fun of you or whatever. And I've, I've seen these TikToks about, oh, you have to climb Cringe Mountain before you yeah. mess with anything, right? And so it's like, it's easy to climb Cringe Mountain when you're literally your only audience is your two little kitty cats. So, yeah, you know, it was very easy for me to do. But prior to that, I was a little bit more reserved online, even though I had opinions and stuff like that. It's just uh, as an extrovert, the pandemic, just it, it, I was losing my mind. And I was like, I gotta tell someone, all right, I'm gonna tell TikTok. <laughs>
1: I love that. But do you like, is it more of a back and forth for you like uh, with people responding or is it mainly like your
0: output? Um. Well, currently I, I mean, I've been going through, to be honest with you, a little slump with social media, especially TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been posting mm-hmm. as much. And honestly, yep. it it's by virtue of A, I went to Japan for work for a while. I'm having to learn Japanese for work. Um, and I just have like a lot going on. So I haven't had the the energy. I'm also starting a podcast with my best friend called The Girl, the Gay and the Slay. Um, And so we've been working (laughs) on that. We're releasing that for Pride Month in June. And so that's going to be great. But in addition, like the space is incredibly oversaturated, especially on TikTok. And I don't like a lot of what I see because I see people that will post rumors that are completely unfounded for clickbait. And it disgusts me that even though I know I don't do that, I'm in the same arena with these people and mm. I have all these other interests. So I'm having like almost a, a a weird moment where I'm actually meeting with my best friend on Sunday to put together a content calendar to get back up and running. Because I mean, in that in content creation, people don't talk about it, but you do hit these ruts where you're like, absolutely. I'm disgusted by this. I don't like this. I want to I want to be invisible. Like you know, you go through those moments, and then you just have to push through them. Um, So I've been doing a lot more, a lot more in-person gatherings and just chatting with people and having those one-on-one conversations that have been really fun. But um, yeah, like you know, it happens. It just happens in content creation, and I've talked to a lot of content creators about it. That's why I like having friends in the space because you know, you're like, is this normal? And it's like, yeah, no, it is. For
1: sure. No, I, I get that. And especially because all of your TikTok series and stuff are so well researched. I feel like that's so quick that you can like burn out just because it's it's actually so much work mm-hmm. to, um, you know, get all your facts straight. Like I that's something I definitely could not keep up at like a it would be hard to find a like sustainable pace for sure. 100 percent. And it is
0: figuring out that output figuring out what you want to put out there. I mean, obviously we have Scandaball going on right now and yeah, post that Raquel is pregnant. It's like, no, she isn't. You know? Yeah. 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 She isn't. Yeah. And why are you posting that? And yeah, you're going to get all these views, but I think, um, some people want things done fast and cheap and I'm like a long game girly. And I'm like, if it, you know, I I'd rather take time to have good intentional content than just put something out there just to put it out there. Um, because integrity is so important, especially in this space. And even with getting all the facts right, it's like, I'm so ADHD, I could go on a million different tangents. And, you know, for even for myself, I ha- really have to go into word, I have to watch things a few times and really write yep. everything down and make sure I'm getting everyone's name right. Um, so it's, it's a process for sure, 100% if you want to do it with integrity, you know? Totally.
1: I get that, though. Like, I remember when Dumas first came out, I was like, oh, this is like fun. This is cool. And then like when you start seeing that, again, she is literally just posting anything. None of it's like verified with any like (laughs) Mm -hmm. any shred of like investigation or anything like that. Then you're like, I'm kind of embarrassed to be kind of lumped into like celebrity gossip and stuff like that as well like I totally get that it kind of gives a bad name to the like instead of like analyzing stuff and like I don't know poking fun at some of the stuff it's just I don't know no
0: I feel you I feel you and it's also one of those things where it's like okay well there's these blind items but where are they coming from who sent it what's their intention what's their ulterior motive do they want to spread a rumor about someone that's salacious and maybe they Mm. they have an account that when they send it in makes them look more credible but they're just they have an ulterior motive and they know how this machine works and they know they can right and the thing is all it takes is for one person to say something and like you know a certain number of people are not gonna go a layer deeper or look back and see if it was actually true and then it's an impression of someone so um, oh yeah and I've noticed like really with TikTok especially like there's been a rise in content creators that have zero integrity that post mm. in such a way that it's just like I'm just like oh my gosh like uh, remove this from my feed. like <laughs> I don't want to see it because it's just like proudly salacious it's not even yeah. you know listen if there's something salacious to say and it's true it's uh, it's great it's, yeah of course about, especially if you're wrong like in the case of you know our animatics and tom like you know I'm yeah. team ariana all the way and that's proven and everyone's spoken yeah yeah but you know the the little rumor mill kind of does kind of irk me a little bit
1: totally like it can tip into like inappropriate slash harmful versus like you know fun and you know getting to flex your values and your morals and stuff like that it yeah so it can and then you know like there are the
0: whispers about things like Jeffrey Epstein that turn out to be true and you're like 100% stand with all this because it's like yeah you want If sometimes there's a truth out there that somebody's going up against someone powerful and maybe they have to use these machines to start getting the word out there and you know i do believe a lot of times when there's smoke there's fire but you know i think um just anyone can just go say anything on the internet now and that's a good totally
1: Totally. That's a good point. It's like you have to have a discerning eye and I'm definitely it's I think it's like a muscle or like it's a skill you have to learn because I have definitely been duped before yeah, me too. of like seeing something and then being like, oh, this is true and then repeating it and then finding out it wasn't. But you're also totally right. Like equity seeking groups use gossip and you know, chit chat and stuff like that, to as like a form of justice and getting the word out protection, safety, all of these things. Um, when these like systems aren't allowing them for for that. And I
0: totally and I totally know I've been duped before, too. And there is a learning curve that you go through in real time as you're building an audience. Yes, And that's a hard place to be in. Because especially when you have good intentions and you never want to put anything bad out there. I think I have a lot more apprehension than I did in the beginning. Um, just because I've seen kind of how something can look really, really accurate or true. And then it's like, yeah, you know, it's not. Um, I know. I know. The rumor mill is crazy. Crazy.
1: Yeah. L- let's get into it. Cause we've got a lot to we chat do. about Vanderpump rules. You've been, you've
0: been a VPR fan since the jump. No, not at no, all. not at all. So I was in college when it started. So, yeah. I had like, I was yeah. living, I was out every night. I wasn't watching any TV. Like we and my yeah. friends, like, hungoverly like binge watch things with like our windows covered. Cause we were so violently hung over that we didn't want to yes. we would sit there and watch like on Sundays, like just binge watch things. But yes. I wasn't a fan from the jump, and so by virtue of living in LA, I met a bunch of them. I've ha- I have a bunch of friends that are friends with them, mm-hmm. um, and I love the Bravo podcasts. So I've listened to Danny Pellegrino for years, um, yes, so I would know too. the catchphrases. Like, Britney's like, rotten hail. Like, I li- yeah, I li- <laughs> yeah, I yeah. the catchphrases. Um, and so uh, when Skin I, – I said, you know what? This season, I'm going to start watching Vanderpump Rules. Because I really liked some of the people, that I met little from the did past. you know. And I was like, oh, like you know, like I should watch this show. Like I, I have a lot of friends that are really into it, so I picked a crazy season to start. I had mm-hmm. the context from the podcast to a degree where I like. There's a lot of things I don't know, but there's things that I do know, and I'm now currently mm-hmm. on the season one reunion. Okay, okay. But I was at a birthday so- party in a picture with Brock, and I genuinely didn't even know he was a person on the show. <laughs> Like, that's how, like, I was just, like, I knew who the main characters were. But, like, like, the ancillary, like, boyfriends or whatever, I, like, genuinely was none the wiser.
1: Totally. If you're in the pop culture space at all, there's no way that you could get around, like, knowing who Sheena Shea, um, Stassi Schroeder is, Jax Taylor. Like, you just know. But it's very similar to me. I actually... Started watching right after Scandal broke. I'm in season four, but you're right though. There's that period when I was in college that like,
0: like I wasn't keeping up. No, with no. Like even Housewives, I got really into Housewives after college when I moved to New York City because it was really fun for me to watch New York and see where I was living. But from yeah, the perspective people but- had a shit ton of money, which I was like, you know, I wished I did.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. But we weren't turning into VPR. But you recently, just this week, were at Raising Canes, which Ariana did a like, I guess, like a collab or like kind of like a sponsorship where she was working the drive-through. No one could look better in like a fucking polo and a and a hat. I was like, so
0: good. I know. I was like, so cute. Merch.
1: I know. I was like, this is unfair because if I put that on, I. Actually, look like I worked there. I would no literally shade, look like but... Seth Rogen, like, I can't <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Adam Sandler vibes, like, <laughs> it's just not a good look. But she looked so cute. How was that experience? Like, I feel like the people that are going to S- Raising Canes to
0: celebrate Ariana are the diehard VPR fans. Yes. So, we had to get there super early. We got there at 8 30 a.m., which, like, it was like probably like 15 minutes from my apartment, but we went to an actual Raising Cane's location. At there at 8.30 a.m. Paparazzi are outside. Fans are lined up around I
1: would be, I would be posing. Oh my like, God, it was crazy. And
0: then um, we got invited and we were paid to like post for them. We were partnering with them, yeah. a bunch of kind of like Bravo and like pop culture accounts and food accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go inside. And so Ariana shows up, she walks in she signed some autographs and she kind of, she was doing some press. So she was explaining how she and her friend Logan, um, for years have loved raising canes. And I think that when they were like road tripping or something, they would go and get it. And that was one of their favorite fast food chains. And to be honest with you, the food slapped, like we'll be really? first time trying it. That sauce was fire. The chicken was fire. Like all of it was great. I didn't eat much of the, I had a few fries. I didn't eat the Texas toast, which I was told is a big mistake, but I had an orange theory class in like an hour after it. So I was like, I, felt, <laughs> like, I can't." I mean, as much it. as I love the food, that was not a thing yeah. to eat before a strenuous workout. Yeah, uh, did not, did not have my best workout that day. But, um, anyway, it was amazing. And she worked the drive-through. She then took our order and, you know, she did the whole credit card. Like she, that girl, she got in there and she did the damn work. Like she, I love that so much. She was a pro and she is so gracious. She's such a kind person. She has such good energy um, so, yeah. and and it's an aligned partnership. That's what I love about the partnership she's doing. I think it really is genuinely things that she likes and she, the whole world wants to work with her. So she gets to choose things that she likes that actually are congruent with who she is and the things that she likes. Like she, she
1: totally. you know,
0: we'll talk about them later, but she, the big razor she recommended that the hair is not going to stay stuck in them. That's the most annoying thing to me about shaving Nice. I know. I'm gonna buy. They're <laughs> in my bathroom. I love them. I love them nice. forever.
1: You know? Oh my god. She's doing so well. Like everyone is picking her up for sponsorship deals. And if I were her, like she's doing, I would take every single one of them because this is the time to like make a fuck ton of money and then you can like chill out, figure out your life or whatever, but this is the time to just like capitalize on I hate saying capitalize on, like, something that was really probably traumatic and awful. But, like, if any good can come out of this, I, I'm, like, make all the money, get
0: all the fame, and just, like, ride off into the sunset. Listen, I met her a few times through mutual friends, and she's always been so nice to me, treated me like I was a part of the group. Lovely. I've met Rachel a few times through mutual friends. Yeah, She's, like, a less lovable Dory from Finding Nemo. Like, like I know. From 50 I know. first dates. I'm like, every time I've met her, it's like a vacuous look in her eyes, doesn't I know remember me, struggles to say hello, like just truly like two polar opposites not to pit women against each other. And mm. so, you know, to see, I think for all of us, it's very cathartic to see her having these successes because as women, yes. we all had a situation or our friend have had a situation, and it's cathartic as women to see somebody who's been so publicly wronged have these successes. And having met her a few times, she is such a genuinely lovely person. Nobody deserves it more than her. So I, anything totally supports her, I will be going out to buy. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think brands know that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. She posted on her Instagram stories like it was kind of like a fake moving out Post, but it was like for a finance company, and people like there was like a little like kind of little spike of upset, and I was like, "Who gives a fuck yeah. if she's doing like a spawn Connie
0: post?" Like that's what she she not only is a social media personality, she is like an influencer. She's gonna be doing yes things. It's not malicious. Yes. She's she's playing into the narrative that the game is benefiting off of. By the way, so many one hundred percent. So. You know, don't get mad. Get and all his money. Or what did they say in First Wives Club? She's like, oh yeah, don't get I mad. Get everything. That's what Ivanka yes. says. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, funny. yeah, Ivanka.
1: Like I'm. <laughs> That's
0: so fucking funny. Did you watch the part one of the reunion this week? I did. So I watched it. So last week we did a watch party at this bar called Junkyard Dog. Yes. ABC came and filmed it. If you watch the um, it's called Impact, and it's called Anatomy of a Scandal. My really good friend Kiki Monique is a talking head, and my really good friend Riley arranged the watch party. He's a podcast called Turtle Time Pod. Riley is also a talking head in it, and they're both so good in it. But you'll see footage of me at the bar booing Tom and making all sorts of faces. So it, it's only for flashes of seconds, but, you know, really just watch it for those other people because they're great in it. But we did the watch party last week at that bar. So after raising canes that evening, um, I went to, the, you know, the bar again, and they are just wonderful. Uh, mm. Really, really great spot. But they blare it over the TVs. No music. You can hear it. Perfectly loudly, but it's like, I, I understand why people like sports and like watching sports.
1: Yes.
0: Because I just want to be in like a Taylor Swift stadium of Bravo fans watching this stuff. Same. So fun reacting with other people and just feeling that anger and like frustration with other fans.
1: I know. I am so jealous. I really, I I don't know if this would be possible, but I really want to do something like that in Victoria because It is so much fun to be in, yeah, like a theater or a a bar or something like that. And yeah, I'm not a sports person, but I did watch a Survivor episode before a live podcast taping and being with the group with like the vote read and like the challenges and like the oohs and ahs and clapping and booze and stuff like that. It is exhilarating and I want that so bad. It's like a mini BravoCon. It is. I want a sports bar, but just no sports
0: and just all reality TV. Well, and it's one of those things, too. I was telling my friend, I was like, one of my favorite parts about even having, like, a platform or, like, talking about this on social media is getting to meet other people that like it. Yes. You know, and, and being able to just talk about this all the time, like, it's, it's the best part about it. And then when you go to events like that you end up connecting with like other people that are into it and it's just so fun to just talk shop about these shows which I feel like we all kind of like before BravoCon and before like really like things started like picking up on social media with Bravo accounts and different things like that we were all just kind of like watching it like by yourself alone and then you'd like have like a conversation where you'd like you know sheepishly like be like so do you watch any reality tv you know <laughs> it's-
1: literally i feel like the entry point was like bachelor because that was like pretty like w- well watched yes, by yes. you know and by different and generations and stuff yes yeah like, like people was- would like
0: have their husbands watch it like that was actually one of the shows I yeah into because of a job that i had um i watched the bachelor probably back in like 2011 2012 when i was starting out work yeah. in new york um because everyone in my office watched it and I wanted to be able to be in on the convo and even totally it. so bachelor very much is one of those shows
1: yeah that just like gets you into the conversation but i i totally agree like it's sometimes because people look at reality tv and celebrity gossip and stuff like as superficial so it's like sometimes tough to bring it up to people but it's the best when you can um, talk about this, share your passion, watch it together. Did you ever watch, this was
0: also a Bravo show, The People's Couch? I know what it is. I, again, I think that was one of those ones that I just missed, you know?
1: Which is like fair because it's not even like a real TV show. It's, it's if people don't know, it's well filmed in their home watching Bravo shows. And my mom and I love that. And I think, it, again, it's because you like seeing people get excited and share their opinions about like the same things that you're talking about and thinking it makes you think
0: differently and also you you're like wow I'm not alone in like being on my couch outraged, you know but I think there's got to be a bunch of other Bravo fans that would meet you in Victoria do you do you have any like friends in Victoria that are as into this as you are I do and some like listeners and some patrons
1: like shout out to them but yeah I, I just oh my god it's such a I feel like you need a lot of people to get that like bar, like that fun bar atmosphere, but
0: we'll see. We'll see down the line, but it would just be so fun. craving. Because I think even the bar that we went to, I talked to the owner a bunch. He's like, anytime you guys want to do something Bravo, (laughs) it's the best Wednesday night they've ever had. The thing is, I think Bravo fans, a lot of us have the ability to spend a little bit of money. I mean, look at Bravo. We, we want to be in community. A lot of us want to make friends that talk about the same thing. And so I think that you'd be pleasantly surprised that if you have, you know, 10 people that you can think of, they probably all have three friends that are into it.
1: You're right. You're so. You know, because they
0: weren't expecting that turnout last Wednesday. And then they were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's a really good point. Well, maybe down the line we'll have something put together. You should, you well, should. It's
0: good for. The I
1: know, I know, I know. I should. Uh, what is your like
0: biggest takeaway from part one of the reunion? I mean, I I don't think that I took anything new away from it that we didn't already know, but I think watching Rachel in the trailer was creating, <laughs> and I'm like, it was pure comedy. Was like, comedy. she's so annoying
1: she's so annoying but pure comedy that they would stick her in this trailer show the outside show like cut between her reactions like it was whoever thought of that is just so smart like that is just like the funniest thing that they could they could have done um I think the one reaction that I was like surprised to see from her is like when Sheena and Ariana were talking about because they're like oh did you see this coming and and they're like, no, because in the months leading up to it, they were getting more intimate. They were like in a good spot, like blah blah blah. And Ariana's or Rachel's face was like,
0: like well, Oh was, my I god. If you remember she was like he um he Andy asked, like, why didn't you tell her sooner or something like that? And she's like, yeah. I want to know this. You know? And so there was there I mean, Tom is was playing both sides of course and I think the other yeah I can't remember this is on call her daddy or the reunion because everything's muddled in my little brain but same like at one point what was it that was asked oh my god why did I just lose my you know Friday feels why did I just (laughs) me Um, it'll come back to me but yeah there were a lot of shocking things and Tom was definitely playing both sides of the coin and this is what I was going to say In therapy, when the therapist asked, is this a breakup, and Tom was the one to say no, it's like, dude, you had your out, and there was some part of you that wanted to hang on to this, why he wanted to hang on to it, when he, you know, now is saying he was so unhappy and wanted to end things, is beyond me. A part of me wonders if he wanted to figure out how to make her the villain in the situation before the breakup, or like, or maybe he was just going to keep it going for as long as he could. I don't know. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? The only thing that I can think of is that celebs do better in pairs,
1: (laughs) like in terms of getting in deals and stuff like that. And like we saw with her drink, like her cocktail book and stuff like that, she was getting, you know, deals outside of their relationship. And I wonder if he was just like trying to hang on to like his reputation as like a – like after all the Doty stuff, like just you know, in a solid relationship and kind of using their like combined power to to do well, like career wise, like that's the only thing that I could see and then him paying on.
0: But in the house, like, the
1: dog. In
0: my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, you could have gotten out of that relationship right there. That was your out. And conceivably, if Schwartz had kept his mouth shut, I know, then soft launch Raquel as your girlfriend next season, and people probably people would have still been pissed, there would have been suspicions, but nobody they could have gotten away with the perfect crime. And I
1: think that that's kind of, again, what they were trying to do because um, he was like, I was going to tell her between rapping and the reunion, and it's like, yeah, because you probably wanted to break up with her then have it blow over in the press and then talk about it in the reunion and be like sad. Mm-hmm. But again, instead, you like, I think they both thought they could game the system. Tom
0: and Tom. Um, sad crying up against a uh, sliding glass door or whatever it was in Lisa's. Mm-hmm. his crying was so annoying. And I mean, the other thing with the reunion was, I think Lisa tries to take a, a neutral stance to a degree. So annoying. Me. And actually, this is kind of interesting. I was, um, my friend actually came and she's a flight attendant. So she was just in for like 24 hours and she's like, Hey, I want to see pump before it closes. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's go. And she's been a fan for longer than I have. So we did the rounds. I took her for a drink at each place. And we ended nice. at Tom Tom. We get out of Tom Tom and we're just standing outside for a minute and we're about to actually go into Tom Tom. And I'm like, turn around, look who it is. And it's Tom, uh, shorts walking by. So then my friend being the astute, you know, follower of VPR is like that's Lisa's white Rolls Royce, and I was like oh, and my friend who had ran into on the street sent me a picture of Ken, so I was like oh, there's a little meeting happening here, and lo and behold, I I was a grandma, I didn't want to do too much snooping, I was kind of tired by the end of our three drinks, I wanted to go home, but I got these guys' a number and I was like you guys need to do the snooping, I'm like all right, you're gonna go into Pump, I think they might be in Pump, Ask me what you see. <laughs> And there was a meeting, free reunion, happening between Lisa, Ken, Schwartz, and Sandoval. And this is when Dumois said that Schwartz was in Australia, which again, no shade to Dumois, but it's like, maybe he was in Australia, but he was back in LA when I was hearing reports that he was in Australia. So either he lost that game show really quick, or, you know, I don't know, you know?
1: I know. I can't even believe that he's going to be on that, but yeah that's absolutely wild I have no doubts in my mind that Rachel as well like pre-gamed what they were gonna say and it just like flopped because I don't think any of them are really smart but I do feel really bad for Ariana that Lisa isn't taking like a stronger stance like I don't think she needs to like fucking rename Tom Tom or anything like that but it's like just don't do like future business with them and like don't maintain a Cl- super close relationship you know like, with them moving champion forward for the women on the cast
0: you've done so much for these men. She- i know go i know but she loves something them. about her go figure out how you can help these women and totally you know put your foot down and be be angry because this isn't a, this isn't a black or white situation what he did was objectively wrong and
1: yeah. deserves
0: the wrath from everyone
1: it's weird it's to a weird point how she loves the guys on this show who are like the biggest flops like every single one of them mm-hmm. and and is so passe towards the girls like it's so fucking weird
0: it's i don't know what it is but i i irish i, I don't it. know if the english are the same way but like the irish like they love the boys you know what i mean yeah they just yeah do. i feel like that's in a lot they of culture like, and i yeah. think it just happens in a lot of cultures yeah Yeah. And and the boys don't always deserve that love and the boys aren't stupid and the boys can take care of themselves. But I think that there's a lot of men that are so used to the women around them, either excusing their behavior or taking up for them in some way. So they just become lazy and behave badly. Incompetent. Yeah.
1: Well, I even see this um, and you'll see this as you continue your watch, but In the later seasons or like the middle seasons, we see Lisa's son Max and then her daughter Pandora and the way that they treat parents treat Max like a little baby like he gets his teeth knocked out. He has to have uh, surgery and then he goes to Hawaii with the cast and Lisa and Ken every single day are calling him being like, did you take your meds? You're not drinking. You're not kissing anyone like you're not doing any of these things and then Pandora they're treating like um a fucking employee it's so crazy like it's obviously just like a thing in their in their family in their
0: households yeah yeah you wonder where it comes from but I think it's just like rooted probably in misogyny yeah 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 for sure you know I think the way that we perceive men versus women and there's there's bad stuff for men too like I feel like men like you know, are told to have a stiff up, stiff upper lip and not cry and things like that. Totally. But yeah, it goes both ways, but it's just, it's so strange that she's not coming down more on him. And I was glad Lala read her to filth because.
1: I know they're finally standing up to her because I don't think they see her. Well, they don't need her as much as they did in the earlier seasons. And um they're also like 40 no and they're, stuff. Forces like they're in their own right
0: they're no longer young kids actually kind of working at this restaurant they all totally have their own personal brands and yes you know they're all forces to be reckoned with and lisa you know at one point h- held a lot more power than they did but you know lisa was at that white house correspondence dinner because because of ariana
1: 100 percent. she should
0: be kissing ariana's ass You know, thanking her for giving her another season at at a very big personal cost, showing up with grace and actually agreeing to film and not just running away from all this. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I mean, if you were in her shoes, like, I I thought about this. I was like, I wonder if she just wishes nobody knew who she was sometimes. Yeah, I know. As much as she's, like, gaining – monetary things from this it's got to be really hard and I really absolutely if I were in that situation I would almost maybe just want to eat pray love and like go disappear for a bit
1: yeah especially the way that she got on the show like she wasn't on the original cast she was obviously working there and she was in some scenes on the periphery but she really became a cast member because of Tom I would say like their relationship and so I don't know if this was ever in the cards for her like long term to be a celebrity and stuff. But I get that as soon as something like this happens, like I, I know I would want to just like hide and One hundred percent. And yeah, I think but... she
0: could have been anything she wanted to be because she's a very smart girl, you know, super smart. And this is yeah, the, the way life unfolded for her. But I think she if she wanted to be a doctor, she'd probably be a freaking doctor. Like she really is totally a very, very intelligent person. Uh, totally so and not everyone has that but she definitely 100 percent. yeah Could be, yeah so you can tell things.
1: yeah you can tell in her interviews and stuff she's like super articulate versus like some of the other members I'm like, ass. I'm like i'm like eh, tom just... and
0: that's why tom is is i know so it's fucking... because she saved his ass so many times and really absolutely was the translator for his gibberish and yeah. you know now he's left with his own devices and raquel's not going to help him at all so
1: It's just the plight of women, like women always having to like cover and save men for their like bad behaviors and like incompetency. It's so fucking sad. Now I'm
0: curious. Do you think that Raquel and Tom are really done?
1: Okay. So this has been really weighing on my mind because I was like, if you guys broke up and this was all for fucking not basically like I'm actually more pissed than I was before. Cause I, I'm not I would never I would still never justify it if it was like true love or you're like you're like soulmate or whatever it's still absolutely wrong but I do soften a little bit but I'm like if you are already broken up because he's in like fucking Texas mm-hmm. I think he's been to Texas twice in the like couple last couple weeks and he's like out seen out like doing karaoke like out at bars out with a girl like
0: that night with Lisa and Ken uh, that he was at that meeting the guys told me he was out at bars after in LA like, showing his fun? face lay low in the lay low team ariana lgbtqia plus yeah. five area you're yeah. showing your face cuz you know the basically i don't know if you know the setup of like all the restaurants for anyone listening but all the restaurants are in this area called norma triangle and it's like if you look at it on a map it looks like a triangle so it's kind of interesting because Lisa Vanderpump owns three the three restaurants there, and then Lance Bass owns two gay nightclubs right across the street from each other. So you see Lance right. Bass there down there every once in a while. There's always interesting faces. I've seen like Sam Smith, Frankie Grande. Um, like there's always people around, right? Um, and it's it's awesome. Drag brunches, all this stuff. But yeah, you know, he that is a group of people yeah. that is not on your side, bro. And, no, you know, what level of narcissism do you have to reach that you have no shame showing your face? You he has is? no shame. He's so shameless. yeah, that's but I think that that's that, the problem. That's like, okay, buddy, like you're if you can deal with this negative attention and still show your face proudly out in a very, very like high visibility place where not only you're around all the gay bars, you're around the restaurants that people are going into because they're fans of these shows.
1: 100%. You're actually
0: psychotic because if I were in his shoes, I can guarantee you I'd be hiding under a fucking rock, probably Absolutely. in a deep therapy situation to figure out why my life had gone this way and I'd done this.
1: Yeah, like I'm moving to Wisconsin. I'm going into witness protection. Literally, like literally, I yeah. Would be, I would be like, I never want to do TV again. One hundred percent. That's why when he cries and stuff, I'm like. Do you feel bad? Probably because your life blew up. Like you don't feel bad for what you did. No. But I'm like, it's also fake because I know as soon as this wraps, you're going out to the bar. Mm -hmm. Like it's so fucking transparent. Mm -hmm. But do
0: you think that they're together? Well, I was listening to a podcast and it was like. Basically, apparently, I guess Raquel sent a postcard with lightning bolts on it to the house. It was Kristen sending podcast. Yeah. And so if she's still sending mail with lightning bolts on it, it's like, what's really going on here? You know? Yeah. Why is she still reaching out? Because if I were done and if somebody had, you know, been the co-conspirator with me and blowing up my life so badly and I was now genuinely in therapy working through that, I would probably come to the – conclusion that that person was a really bad person to have in my life and I needed to go no contact and get my shit right and really really just repent for the horrible shit that I'd done and figure out a way that I could actually genuinely apologize to Ariana whether or not she would be willing to receive that apology which is her decision and ultimately if she, if she wants to be no contact and never speak to either of these people ever again I don't blame her I I I totally understand that. I think that's what she should do if that's what she wants to do. Um, but to be sending letters to me is like a little fishy, but then he's out there with the other girl, but we know that he, he does that. So I know it's confusing know. as followers. And then they they released that very timely statement that they were broken up day of the reunion, probably hoping to, you know, throw a little, you know. Uh, yeah, win on their side. Yeah, yeah. the day yeah. of. And it's like, we're smarter than that, okay? We're sp- yeah, and we're kind of pissed now because w- this was all for you guys to, you know, break up and they also destroy this poor, lovely person who trusted in both of you, took Raquel under your wing. Oh my God, like mm-hmm. it's it's maddening. It's maddening.
1: Totally. Yeah, it would be so frustrating, and I don't know if we'll find out for a really long time because like. Raquel has gone fully like MIA and I don't believe anything Tom says. So I think just like truth and time will tell all. 100%. Like, and I would think, say. you know,
0: I thought a lot about Raquel and how a woman could do this to another woman that was her friend because yeah. I just like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I was thinking about like her being a beauty pageant and being trained for all these years to compete with other women for a prize and yeah. Deep. And to seek val-
1: external validation, mm-hmm. especially from men. Like I was thinking the exact same things. Like it's definitely the recipe to become a person like that would do that. Like and just having fake superficial relationships. And
0: deep, deep insecurity. I mean, you have to be deep insecure deep and lost and not, I do, I did agree 100% with what Ariana said, which is she was looking for essentially her person. Yes. Men. 100%. And you do see those people that are immature that get into relationships where they really do take on all their partner's qualities and become way too enmeshed and codependent. And there's just so many different things at play where I genuinely hope for that, for her sake, she gets the help that she needs and takes a really hard look at what she wants from her life and decides whether or not even being on TV is a good choice for her it probably would be entertaining for us but it probably isn't a good choice for her
1: i know if we actually care about the well-being of these people like they should honestly i think that honestly they should end vanderpump rules and then just do a spin-off of like even like the girls opening up something about her like something like that i think obviously i want to see the drama as much as everybody else but like in terms of like all of their well being, I feel like they should just maybe move to like a spin-off and we don't need Lisa and fucking Ken no, anymore. If we had and...
0: all them, you know, listen, they meet up at the restaurant a lot, but I think if we had them, you know, oh look okay, let's see Ariana go to Raising Canes. Let's see her these things. Let's see her with the guy in New York. Let's see her, you know. Being single and figuring things out. Let's see Lala and her motherhood journey and, you know, trying to have another baby. Yeah, and and Katie. And we'll hear more about what's going on with Randall if she's legally able to do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Let's see the kids play together. You know, all these different things. We do not – we don't need Lisa, but I think Lisa is hard-pressed to uh, stay on the show because I think Lisa likes being on TV. And I think she likes having her name attached to something. Like I'm sure when the joke was made at the White House Correspondents Center saying Vanderpump Rules out loud, she's like, Oh my gosh, Vanderpump oh. Rules is being said in front of the president right now. I mean, of course. I like
1: I would be too. Yeah, I, wouldn't. I would be too. I, wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's course. crazy, you
0: know, but it it really is um, you know, it's at such a pinnacle right now. And I'm I'm interested to see where it will go. What what do you think? Do you think they have one more season or do you think it's gonna go to spin offs?
1: I just don't know how they would if Ariana, and like again, this is totally her right, and I would say the same thing too, but doesn't want to film with any like Tom, both the Toms and anyone
0: associated
1: with Tom Sandoval or Raquel. So, do
0: you think Lisa's like, being neutral in hopes that she'll be the one person that will film with Tom?
1: <laughs> Literally, but then it happens where it's like the hills. Did you watch the hills? I did. I
0: haven't rewatched it in years.
1: Okay, well, like, the last season or two, no one wanted to film with Heidi and Spencer, so they filmed all their scenes together or with this fucking little kid, Enzo. Yeah. And then, like, in Selling Sunset, no one wanted to film with Christine, so then they hired on Chelsea to have conversations with
0: her, and, like, it just doesn't work. It becomes so like, kind of disjointed, and then the only thing so the production is there's a run-in, because that's what would exactly. be really interesting, but not really fair to...
1: Ariana I so I, I think they should just scrap it and season like the 10 seasons and then do a spinoff with the women like the ending on quite a
0: high you know yeah Even it's a low and you I would, mean it really is sad it, really it is a low if we so really sad. think about like, it she was talking to Tom and you know all the things she was saying in that last conversation we saw filmed like I would have changed whatever you know we've I all know. been uh, there and it just yeah broke my heart for her because it was so raw and it felt like seeing yeah. your best friend, like go through like just a horrible moment. Like it really, like I genuinely was so sad in that moment when I watched that. It, it, me too. It was so, so hard to watch. Really, truly. Yeah, I know it
1: was brutal. Okay, let's shift gears to Taylor Swift. Another girl experience a experience a bad breakup. I think. Oh. Um, last night she dropped three new songs karma featuring ice spice snow on the beach featuring more alana del rey and then hits different have you listened to the songs? i have not
0: had the chance and i'm very very excited to do that this evening um but i've read up about them how are they honestly
1: like like kind of whenever there's new taylor songs like i'm very very excited this was like i think very like meh like Sure, I'll add them to my playlist, like Taylor playlist, and like move on. But I'm
0: not like, I don't know. You didn't I say to them like that was a bop. I need to like, I'm gonna blast that in my car like 20 times in a row. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Like when I heard like, um, I don't know, fucking Lavender Haze or anything, where I was like, no,
0: because I have listened these to it now. 300 like 300 especially at midnights, there'd be like one song I get stuck on, and then I'd listen to it on repeat. Like at one point, Karma. <laughs> and at one point yeah. it was midnight rain and it was yeah cool and like i've cycled through and like um bigger than the whole sky like i you know like all yep. these different songs <laughs> that i would get stuck on and just only want to listen to that like seven times in a row um and you weren't feeling that way
1: i wasn't like hits different since there was like the viral clip on TikTok of like the you know, a few seconds of it or whatever. I feel like that's the one that I will probably play more. But, like, Snow on the Beach fe- featuring Morlana, I think a lot of people really liked it. I'm like, it makes sense for them to release this. She's obviously listening to, like, fan feedback. But I don't think their voices mesh really well together. Yeah. So I actually kind of liked how Lana was doing more, of just, like, the melodies or whatever. Um, and then the... Karma featuring Ice Spice. I think it was good, but I didn't again, I don't like need this verse
0: in mm-hmm. this song. Was it just a so... verse or like was it a lot of rapping or cuz she's a rapper, right?
1: Yeah, she's a rapper. It's like throughout like there's some some parts like kind of throughout the whole song, but mainly she takes out the like Spider-Boy King of Thieves uh section and then um Ice Spice has like a verse there. Um, a lot of people are accusing her of using ice spice to cover up for her bad behavior dating Maddie Healy. Do you think there's any like truth to that?
0: So the the whole Maddie Healy of it all has been such a moment of cognitive dissonance for me because I have my Aris dude same. I love Taylor. I love her music. I listen to her music often. It means a lot to me. I feel like I've grown up with yes. her similar ages and everything. Um so I know that she presented Ice Spice with an award. So they met prior, I believe, or the breakup. Yeah. Where they could have conceivably connected. Let's collab. I want to put you on this thing. But then juxtaposed to her dating somebody who is just so truly awful. Vile. Vile, which is the worst thing that could ever happen to all of us Swifties ever. Mm-hmm. Um, who has made horrible remarks about Ice Spice specifically specifically, horrible remarks about a POC or someone that was like it was this this specific person yeah I don't know I don't know I don't even think that she would think that the way this is way too pointed so I I wouldn't have done something like that I felt like maybe it already had to be in the works and it just was a horrible coincidence personally because it'd be kind of a dumb move to be like hey, the guy I'm dating did this really, really shitty thing to you that I'm sure you've heard about and Spotify literally removed it and Apple literally removed it from their podcasts. Um, Do you want to be on a verse in karma? Like, to me, that wouldn't make sense, but I just don't know. I feel like I'm I'm really thrown off by this. How are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, I feel the same. Cognitive dissonance is real. I definitely feel like I'm that girl with the racist boyfriend that's like, doesn't break up with him like yep. I feel like that with Taylor Swift that I should break up with her and I like just see me well that's can't. literally who
0: she is right now you know yeah and it's one of those yeah things where you know I he's British I think he's love bombing her if I were to tell you what I think is going on just based on his personality the porn he says he watches I mean, that's scary. To- if I knew a guy that I was seeing wanted to watch that kind of content, listen, men, watch- mm-hmm. people watch porn. That's fine. That's yeah. just a very degrading towards POC type of yeah. content that he's watching. And he yeah, comes out and says all these degrading things towards POC. He's done the Nazi salute. He's done all these horrible things, right? So – Um, how she is with him is beyond me. The only thing that I can come up with is that she is being love bombed and he's going to all these shows and he even wore that shirt that said the band and that he is an extremely manipulative person and has somehow found a way to reason with her regarding these things um because one of my followers reached out to me and like I posted something about the people in the Philippines that did the the big party for Taylor Swift there was all the viral content around that and I love that I was like she needs to go to the Philippines these people deserve like a Taylor Swift eras tour absolutely because I was like oh they would just turn out but um you know Somebody wrote me about Matt Healy and, you know, I was like, listen, I was like, it bothers me too. And it's a really tough spot to be in as a Taylor fan because it go- goes against everything I believe in. And I it yeah. goes against everything she says she believes in. Yeah. And so it's a really tough spot and it's a really shitty move of her. But all I can think is that she was bummed out about the breakup. Somebody swooped in, swept her off her feet, is maybe potentially like love bombing her and showing up at all these shows and giving her all this adoration and attention And Taylor's having her own moment of cognitive dissonance where maybe he's gaslighting her into thinking that things were blown out of proportion. But you'd have to be blind to not see what's out there. And if somebody I was dating had even one of those things out there, I wouldn't be dating them.
1: One hundred percent, because there's two things that this flags for me. If she's releasing Snow on the Beach featuring Morlana, she reads every little piece of like gossip and commentary about her online because fans were saying oh my god you can't hear like lana there was that whole like um trend on tiktok where like they're recording and she you know cuts her off and stuff so i'm like you read everything so you, you obviously see all the
0: time whether well, yes, it's her you her team there are people that are gathering this information they probably and have, giving it to um, her social like tools that also are listening tools to to gather
1: yes like, there's yeah she
0: doesn't miss a damn thing
1: she doesn't miss a damn thing so i'm like she knows but then i also think about i do believe the theory that her and joe broke up in the fall midnight is a breakup album cuz everyone's like well how could she collab with ice spice so quickly I'm like, I don't think this actually happened within the last, like, four weeks or whatever. I actually think this happened way before, and so she's had, like, you know, like, six months or whatever to to plan this collab. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's coincidental. Maybe it's a cover-up.
0: I, I have no idea. No, it's really confusing as a viewer, and I don't think we'll ever really know, Before we move on to Britney
1: Spears, um, Taylor's releasing a new song, You're Losing Me, which again, I very much feel like is about the Joe breakup. I don't know. I feel like this is a actual accurate conspiracy theory, but she released Midnight's. um, And if you look at her like clock, like all the albums in the clock, she released Midnight's and then 3 a.m. And then till dawn, which is six a.m. So people are thinking that there's gonna be another version of Midnight's this fourth one that will be the nine on the clock. Do, yeah. you, do you think more
0: songs are coming? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like Taylor is just churning and burning through so many songs right now. I know. I don't know how she does it because I'm like, there's still
1: such like of high quality songs. I don't know how she does it. No, I
0: know, but you know, when you think about it, she's re-recording all these old albums yeah putting out secondary tracks to these other songs like she is just turning and burning and I think she's more visible than ever and making so much money I do worry that her association with Matt Healy is going to be a big problem for her though
1: yeah I definitely see like rep era possibly coming like the overexposure and then her association with like bad people and she's like not I just hiding
0: it like we know Taylor can be private when she wants to be
1: that's visible, the thing i'm like you amazing. could so easily hide this
0: not that it makes it any better but like fuck it's just weird to me because part of me is like does she want to win the breakup
1: well apparently again this is a conspiracy theory that joe's favorite band is the 1975 so i'm like i don't know maybe she's just trying to make him jealous who
0: knows that's kind of what i was thinking i'm like it's another british guy it's just like rocker yeah I'm like, girl you have your pick so, have I mean, literally any man literally anyone would date you you look like a fucking disney princess yeah and you're like rich and talented like pick somebody else all
1: right i know not
0: all of us have like as many options as you do taylor but like you could have like a, a million guys lined up just to date you and you you choose this one 100 it's baffling 100
1: <laughs> okay let's talk about britney spears She posted on Instagram yesterday that she had coffee with her mom which over the last couple months since her conservatorship has ended she's talked extensively about how her immediate family her sister and her parents were you know the driving forces of this conservatorship and 20 hours ago she posted my sweet mama showed up at my door yesterday after three years it's been such a long time with family there's always things that need to be worked out but time heals all wounds. And after being able to communicate what I've held in for an extremely long time, I feel so blessed we were able to try to make things right. I love you so much. I'm so blessed we can have coffee together after 14 years. Let's go shopping afterwards. What do you think about this new revelation?
0: So I'm glad that she's mending fences with her family because I feel like a lot of them were kind of lumped in with the conservatorship. Whatever, right. I do think a lot of them were complicit. So I just hope Britney stays safe and sane and happy and that, you know, it all works out for her. I mean, whatever's best for Britney is fine with me, you know? Totally. And, like,
1: she is the, like, she's the judge of character. She knows her mom and stuff like that. So it, it's hard to even form an opinion on the outside. But um, I could very much see... Because I thought, like, she did say her mom was, like, came up with the idea, but her dad was, like, the one that put it into action. But I feel like the dad is the evil one in the
0: family. No, 100%. The dad was the puppet master. I feel like Lou Taylor, like, so Lou Taylor, who got her into the conservatorship, who owns TriStar, who manages a bunch of celebrities. She works with Lady Gaga. She works with uh, the Kardashians She actually yeah. tried To get Lindsay Lohan Into a conservatorship When she was going Through her rough time Same with Amanda Bynes And so yeah. She has figured out A way to get these Stars that are not Doing well Into conservatorships Where I do believe There's been an abuse Of their Earnings um, As a direct result
1: 100% And I think like You know You also think of The power Where it's like Someone in the industry Who's worked in the industry For a long time Approaching someone's mom who like I don't know I don't know how much she was a part of like management or like decisions or anything but like I know her dad was like a manager and I feel like they could also you know be this is what's right for Brittany. this is what's best for her like um
0: And kind of like brainwash them into thinking that this was a good idea. No, 100%. 100%. And it seems like he was a very controlling person and just not a good good guy. So you just never know what's going on behind the scenes, which is why like as mad as I was at Jamie Lynn and the mom, if and I worry about Britney if she's able to make, if she's able to see things clearly. I can't imagine becoming a pop star at 17, the biggest star in the world. You know, I think Britney has a lot of, trauma probably and things that she's gone through and I just hope that whoever is permeates her inner circle has good intentions because we've seen what happens you know when they don't and Brittany I think struggles with mental health issues and different things like that but she never needed to be under that conservatorship and you know totally net worth didn't make sense so
1: yeah you know
0: it's just there's so many insidious things that went around on around that woman and they were working her like a workhorse and as a mother, I mean, I just wish, and I don't, you just never know what the situation was, but I wish she had stepped up and stopped some of that.
1: 100%.
0: I mean, my mom know. would never let that happen to me.
1: I know, I know, which is like so, which is really sad, but I do, like, family is so important, even though, you know, family looks different for everybody, but seeing this, like, positive post and, like, um, talking about how she's been able to communicate um you know how she was hurt over the past 13 years and stuff like that like really I don't know made me hopeful but I don't want to be like dumb hopeful like too optimistic and something bad is happening or something like that but I don't know it was hopeful nonetheless
0: no no I I agree completely and I think that you know, hopefully Sam is a good guy that's around her. I just hope has yeah. people around her that are going to have her best interest when these other people do try to re-enter her life. It's always yeah. good to see a family reunite. But then yeah. again, it's the, you remember the past and you think, well, why didn't she do do more to stop this? You know? Yeah, I
1: know. And that's, I know. that's the
0: hard part. I know. And like, I don't even know if you can heal
1: from that, but it seems like um, maybe if she I don't know, they're both in therapy and and um, set really good boundaries. Maybe that's possible.
0: I have no idea. No, 100%. And I mean, maybe she feels remorseful and like wants to express some of that remorse. Maybe the legal aspect of it all made her, you know, unable to actually step in and, and make a change. But I mean, the things that were going on with Brittany are just so unforgivable. And I mean, if it were her dad, I'd be singing a different tune. Her mom, like, I just yeah. don't know. I don't know how much control she had, what she might have been trying to do behind the scenes, what, you know, remorse she has for what went out. Yep. So you hate to see families get broken apart, but sometimes people have shitty families.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, clearly. Um. Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where Lauren's going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic – Who are you nominating this week?
0: So this week, I'm nominating Bic Razors for their collaboration (laughs) with none other than my queen, icon Mm -hmm. and legend Ariana Maddox. Um, They put out an advertisement that said, so I have the razors. They're great. They actually, they don't. I know. I need to buy these. Shake it out. No hair clogged in them. I hate that with razors. And they said, for men and women, except for what's his name? And we all know they're they're the shade (laughs) shaded Tom, so thank you, Bic (laughs) Razors, for giving me. My favorite petty moment of the week.
1: Uh, it's so iconic. Yeah, they are the rinseless, easy rinse. Easy rinse, I believe. Anti-cloggy. Yeah, anti easy rinse, anti clogging, disposable razors. Feel free to sponsor the podcast. I yes, recommend. The- Listen. Corey <laughs> yeah. and I
0: will do a partnership too. We're uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. a, a new fan, thanks to Ariana. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we'll post that
1: Literally. But, Kay, I'm definitely going to try these out. I feel like I would try anything Ariana is selling me nowadays. But this is actually a, maybe a solution to a problem I actually have. So thanks, Ariana. And thanks, Bic. I think it's good to, like, it's smart for them to capitalize on the moment. But I just, this is, like, corporate uh, social media that I like where I'm, like, oh, this is funny. This is, like, I don't know, like, a moment I hate when they're like fighting in the replies on Twitter and stuff like that. Like Wendy's and McDonald's,
0: but I'm like this is it done right. Yeah, like whoever did that, give them a raise. Give them a promo, totally. They 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 know what the people want. Totally.
1: Uh, and I'm going to nominate James Charles. It was recently his birthday and I fucking hate him, <laughs> but I cannot stop following him and <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> And like I don't even follow any of his accounts. They just pop up on my for you page me every once water. in a while. <laughs> yeah. Bring me a little whatever water, it is, that- Sylvie. Like I just know it all, and I and I hate that I do. But um, it was his birthday, and he got a cake that said, "And you did it at my birthday dinner," which is from the iconic Bye Sister, uh, video that Tati Westbrook, uh, made in James's like very first and biggest like cancellation
0: sisters <laughs> hi sisters i <laughs> i cannot did you ever see the video that somebody made that was pretending to be um what, what was it uh jeffrey star and james charles like scolding michaela nagara yes and yes like, yeah hi he's like... <laughs> sisters he's
1: like hi sisters <laughs> and she's like um Kim Kardashian
0: oh my god (laughs) the pets reacting to the Kim Kardashian do you think her accent's real or do you think she puts it on I think it's fake Uh, everyone (laughs) everyone comments like I live three doors down and nobody talks like that here
1: yeah like I okay this is the only anecdotal evidence that I have I have uh three friends uh from Boston that have been on this podcast many times Lisa Maddie and Nick And I have been to Boston once and I met, I think, like one person that talked like that. Like, I definitely think it is an accent in that area, but I don't think it's like, no, like everyone talks like that.
0: Like, I feel like she's not even in like the inner city, like area where people like tend to have like thicker accents. It's it's
1: fake. It's 100 percent fake. But I like I get it, though. You have to stand out and it's a great way to capture people in like the first you know five seconds of your video is to have a crazy accent so it, i mean it, it worked well for
0: her i remember the first literally though like, what uh, I yeah I watching I, to listen to her accent
1: yeah and i think like people play out their accents or you, like, uh spotted
0: talking with like a british accent although I an mean, <laughs> australian accent I'm like nor like it's like when i get married like, oh nor you know, it's like a and, comfort like, thing. I like, I do accents all the time. So I kind of... Literally say,
1: Literally oh, same. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So, but like, I don't know. I just, I think she's playing it up, but whatever. Okay. Let's finally wrap up with This Week in Petty, where Lauren is going to share a story about something that happened in real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week?
0: Okay. Oh, you've been reflecting. This is... <laughs> I did reflect because I was like, I'm not that yeah. petty of a person. I'm really not because I'm someone yeah. that, like, I don't do anything petty because I just like believing karma is my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and so I just genuinely like don't do petty things typically because I just feel like the universe does petty things for me. If like I feel the need to be petty because somebody did something fucked up. So the pettiest thing that I've done in recent years, this was like probably three years ago back when the U S elections were happening, I, you know, am very proudly liberal and, mm-hmm. you know, but I I grew up in like literally 14 miles north of New York City. But like the town where I grew up runs red, like it's the only thing that lights up red during the election. Everything else is blue.
1: Wild. Very bizarre.
0: So anyway, um, I found out that two of my ex-boyfriends were Trump supporters and I signed them up for every possible <laughs> Biden an, a, a text and email yeah <laughs> and that's the pettiest thing i've done it's kind of like the key thing where people buy the random keys and leave the people's numbers on it and leave the keys every yeah you know, that was my exes i was just mad that they were like voting that way and so yeah i was like well you're gonna be hearing from joe biden for the next while that's so funny yeah some
1: some people have done the key thing on this podcast and and you know um confessed but I think there's literally nothing better than like donating
0: to the, op- to the opposite political party hey, like when you're trying to get back to somebody hey it's your girl Kamala Harris you want to vote you yeah send us money like I get them all the time too because you don't ask. yeah them. and I did get some Trump texts so I'm wondering if like somebody <laughs> and, like maybe like got me back because I did tell the story yeah. a few times and now I, I'll find out if any of my exes are stalking me because uh you know they uh, so low that I did that. And now it's been so much time and I don't give a shit. Um, so sorry. That's
1: guys. so funny. Uh, sorry, I no, love sorry. that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love Um, I loved reading all of the like stories or tweets or TikToks or whatever about when like people doing that for Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. Like nothing's better, honestly, but an annoying email or text message Really hits different.
0: <laughs> like, oh, it does, and it's just subtle pettiness where I'm like, I don't really feel mm-hmm. bad, but I just got a little chuckle out of it, and you know, yeah, we all need a good laugh sometimes, you know. Absolutely, I love that. It's just you know, you gotta gotta be petty every once of, once every few years.
1: I know, but this is like petty with a purpose. Like you, like. <laughs> I, do, like
0: <laughs> I only do like socially impactful. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> if I'm going to be petty, I'm going to send you a message from Joe Biden <laughs> yeah. or Kamala Harris. <laughs>
1: I love that. That's so funny. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. This was so much fun. Where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug? So,
0: I am at the Zen Blonde on both TikTok and Instagram. And I am releasing a podcast for Pride Month with my best friend, John Joseph. And it's called So fun. the Gay and the Slay. We have a TikTok and an Instagram. And so, look out for that. Our first guest is going to be Bananas. And it's going to be very, very timely for Pride Month. So, Buckle up, people, because it's gonna be wild. And Tori, thank you so much for having me. Let's go back to the box soon in we'll LA. <laughs> Let's get crazy yes, together. We're gonna be yes. shots superstars again <laughs> very soon. And everyone go on Tori's Patreon because trust me, this needed to be, the real fact that <laughs> night needed to be behind a paywall. But I'm telling you, it'll be worth paying for her Patreon just to hear <laughs> what unfolded that night because I promise you it will sound like it's made up. It was the craziest night of my life. I know, literally. And we the best you, people, like, so it was just, I so much it. I had so much fun.
1: Same. I For for weeks, like, I still reference that night, and people are
0: like, shut the fuck we up. We get it. You sisters. went to New York. We all became blood sisters. We all became <laughs> like, related that night because we all made, like, a blood oath just by walking in there, um, and it was pretty <laughs>
1: The only time I separated from Lauren was when um, Emily and I went and got hot dogs
0: on the Which way Which is on. also <laughs> iconic. And yeah. you know what? I went back and I got halal with my cousin. And we took in nice. the photo and we both looked so drunk in it. And we were like, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, we got halal last night. And the next morning I was like, I need a bagel. I don't Gatorade. Somebody <laughs> save me. I'm like, this is why I can't live in New York. I go too wild.
1: Literally, like i just cannot handle it yeah emily the next day was like would it be crazy if i ordered flan because we were ordering mexican for lunch and i was like dude after people literally doing
0: unspeakable (laughs) things on stage i had a (laughs) glass in my hand and somebody was shooting something about out of their you know what to try to get it like i went everyone go under her patreon (laughs) <laughs> you know what like we can't even it has to be behind a paywall but it was it's this. nsfw oh my god okay NSFW. well i can't wait
1: for the girl the gay and the sleigh um that's gonna be so much fun and thanks again for coming on thank
0: you for having me i just love you so much and i'm <laughs> oh, so glad we got to you. reconnect it's come visit me in la i'm going to come visit me in canada i will, I will. <laughs> i'm ready to get my nature victoria girly on
1: and there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Lauren for joining me on today's episode. If you'd like more content, you can join Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, or follow along. See all my friendship bracelets in the flesh <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc. cetera, at RTBP podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty See you soon. Bye.